The artful and intrinsic nature of the precipitously unveiled Netflix original film, or we review Velvet Buzzsaw, plus World War One, but in color, in They Shall Not Grow Old. That and more on this episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt G. I sure hope there's a giant monkey in this hay. What? And why. Well, I, yeah. I, does that make sense? The no. correlation there? Oh, well, I watched a film that was by Peter Jackson. Oh. So I was like, well, I hope there's a big monkey in it, because he did King Kong. Okay, I gotcha. Yeah, but, gotcha. you know, anyway. Everybody, whatever. I'm here with... Jolita Battle Angel Cunningham. I don't know why. <laughs> We're not even talking about that movie. I'm not sure how to take that. It Jolita just seemed like a really good idea at the time. Yeah. Jolita. I don't like that one, Matt. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going <laughs> to put any qualms about that. Well, anyway, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. I'll just move on. So yeah, can, totally. Let's so move on. Less, Let's keep me. on moving. Uh, yeah, here on the podcast, we're going to be reviewing a couple films today. As mentioned, Velvet Buzzsaw and They Shall Not Grow Old. Uh, real quick, before we get into that, though, I want to give you just a little bit about us and who we are and yes, kind of how we roll. We are. Uh, Matt tends to be a bit more of the kind of fan perspective. Uh, he looks at things more of like the, huh, the pump and the hype and the, I almost said, Pipe, <laughs> yeah, a uh, lot of the fun, the the oh, fan man. perspective more, and then I tend to look at things more as the critical type, uh, nuanced, like nitpicky type perspective. Yeah, you're more like half empty, I'm more half full. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. it's nice. Yeah, so uh, we put those together to give you what we think is a real thought and perspective of film. Not that others aren't real. I realized that the other day that it kind of sounds like we're saying like those people aren't giving real perspectives, right. but we try to give you two <laughs> two sides, two of different the whole, perspectives. Yeah, yeah, which I think gives you real good perspective. And so, and we're learning and we're growing and we're trying to figure things out about film and totally. we're running into joints for the journey. Matt, yes. Why don't you give our listeners and watchers on the vidcast some ways to get connected? Listen, y'all. Y'all can get connected a number of different ways. One of them being our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. And through that, you can connect with all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at Real Review Media. Again, that's real spelled R-E-E-L, like feel, 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 film real. Feel. Exactly. Film. And then uh, youtube.com slash the real review. And that's how you could do that. You can also email us questions or if there's a movie out that maybe we haven't ch- had a chance to see or watch or we yeah. don't even know about yet. Yeah. Email us, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Bam. Good stuff. Yeah. Thank you. I'm I'm going to say I'm doing my best today. I'm just kind of, for some reason, my brain might be allergies. I'm oh. trying oat milk. I don't know if you've had That's, oat milk before. That sounds like the worst in decision. Coffee. It's better than soy, and I think a little bit better than almond. Still not Why did you change regular. up? I'm the only one drinking LaCroix. I'm LaCroix, sorry. If you, if you sponsor us, just sponsor me. <laughs> Okay. No, sponsors both, please. <laughs> this I is love actually LaCroix. Joel's LaCroix. He it gave is, it to yeah. me. <laughs> uh, I just was in the mood. I needed some coffee. I needed a little bit of kickstart. So Maverick to get coffee. Into, yeah, I love talking about it, but sometimes my brain just doesn't go in the direction I want it to. You got it from Maverick so Coffee. Good to, good yes. bit of trivia. My second son, his name is Maverick. Is he? He did not make that coffee, though. Oh. Okay. Well, maybe one day. One day. <laughs> Barista. Anyway, 
Why don't we get into talking about some films? Let's do it. Sounds good. So this is kind of, I'd say, an off week for film in general. It's it's a weird week for movies. Yeah, there's not a lot that came out that was just like, you know, doing gangbusters. Um, they Shall Not Grow Old is one that I had a chance to see. We're actually going to talk about Velvet Buzzsaw to start, though. Yeah, let's do that because that's got a little bit of like notoriety more notoriety as far as like acting prowess mm-hmm. is concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but this movie, I think it premiered at a festival this last year, but Netflix actually bid the highest and, and bought it. Interesting. Um, same as they shall not grow old. Right. So this is high. A lot of it is basically the same team that did Nightcrawler, which yeah. did you see Nightcrawler? I did. I really liked Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is really good. Yeah. Super disturbing, but like yeah. really well kind done. Kind of a slow boil disturbing. Yeah, 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 yeah. And not so disturbing. It's more of like, the implications that are disturbing less oh, than yeah. like actual shown things. Right. So yeah. a lot of the same team is behind this film as well. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo, but it's the synopsis is after a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. Um, directed, written by Dan Gilroy, starring Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo, um, Zhao Wei Ashton, sorry if I said your name wrong, Tony Collette, <laughs> um, John Malkovich is in this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> Let me just say that right now. Um, but other than that, a uh, number of other people as well. Um, oh, also, what's, uh, is it Natalie, Natalia Dyer, the, the girl yep. from Stranger Things? Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyways, okay. So, breaking it down, this movie was not anywhere close to what Nightcrawler was. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just felt like kind of meh about it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's hard one for me to, I mean, yeah, I just felt meh about it. There's, there's a lot of different things and reasons why it's on Netflix. So it's really easy to access if you want to actually check it out. But, um, the way that it's set up is almost like a, like a final destination mm. kind of in the way that they set it up. Like if you partake in this or like, or kind of like the mummy, you know, when the people that unearth the box, the mummy comes and kills y'all yeah. kind of a thing. Yeah. Um, there's a hundred movies like that. I can't think of any of them right now for some reason, but anyways, um, that's what it was like, but it doesn't, it doesn't execute it very well. And then it doesn't execute other aspects of it very well. Um, so I'm not really sure what happened with this. Yeah. I, so I started watching it. Yeah. Um, so I don't want to give like a actual letter grade at this point because I haven't seen the whole thing. I'm about halfway through, and the thing that so far is missing because it, it has a lot of the same tones and feels as um, Nightcrawler. Mm-hmm. Just stylistically, you can tell. Okay, this is like the same production team with framing and film quality and style, yeah. uh, even with tone, just in pacing. It just has a lot of the similar things. But I think what's lacking for me so far is really just an interest in the characters. Exactly. Yeah. And they, oh, here's the thing that I noticed right away is, and they don't hone in on this until like the last act of the movie, but yeah. what happens is they kind of, they set it up as like, oh, Jake Gyllenhaal, he's our main character. But then like he's gone for right. like huge chunks of the movie. Right. And then it, it switches over to, to uh, forget the girl. Uh, Zawe Yeah, Zawe Ashton. And then um, a lot of her. Josephina. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and her story is interesting, but then it very quickly goes over to Tony Collette. And then now, most recently, we've had like this kind of minor part with uh, Natalie Dreyer's character, Coco. And then it re- switches over to Renee Russo's character, Redora Hayes. So it's just like, I'm not sure who I should or shouldn't be rooting. Like, who's the bad guy? There who's the good guy? There isn't girl, anybody. It's like, you know? yeah. 
it's kind of like, um, and here's the thing, everybody, it's like, so they're introducing you to a bunch of people in the art world. Yeah, and like John the Malkovich. High end, yeah, <laughs> it's like, the high-end art world. Yeah. And first of all, they could have not had John Malkovich's character in the entire movie. It feels that way. If you watch it to the end, he's, he's he plays no role. Yeah. There's no there's no point in him being in the movie. <laughs> okay. I'm like, what is even happening? Even yeah. there's something in the credits, I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, um, so that that's just a really weird thing. So you get introduced to all these art people. You don't particularly like any of them. Yeah. They're all kind of nasty in one way or another to each other. Um Jake Gyllenhaal, um they kind of bring you on board into his world a little bit, but they go away from it real fast. So you kind of, any buildup of like connecting with that character goes away real fast. Yeah. Um, and then you're like, Oh yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal's in this movie when you see him a little bit later. Um, yeah. But other than that, the, there's this supernatural element that's hinted at. There's no explanation to that whatsoever. It's kind of been my fears that I'm going to get to the end of this and it's going to be like, well, why? It's there's like people speculating. I think there's uh, a spirit attached to, these paintings or whatever and that's it they don't talk about it you don't find out the truth that's annoying it is extremely (laughs) annoying i'm like i don't understand like so you propose this thing and so the interesting part that i thought would be interesting is they spend very little time on Mm -hmm. and i'm like what i don't know yeah i think the thing that's keeping me engaged at the moment is that it's a bit of a satire of sort of the art world and like high-end art and how that kind of works and it's an interesting kind of insightful. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's that. I've never been a yeah. part of that crowd. Um, but it kind of is interesting to me to see kind of maybe make a more of a back end. Type. Yeah. These people that are all about, you know, the creating the most honest art and then how people take advantage of them mm-hmm. and how even they know that they're being taken advantage of, but they want to get their art out there versus right. making a dollar. So it's, it's just like, that's interesting to me. Yeah. But then it's like, they're slowly like forcing in this supernatural dramatic, like horror thriller element that is as of yet very, and you're saying probably all the way through, not explained very well and, and not very <sighs> interesting. Let's even. say, so let's say people start dying. Yeah. And I'd say about three quarters of them aren't even like scary deaths. Yeah. There's maybe, there's maybe like two scenes where you're like, Ooh, okay. But, um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's this. The parts that are supposed to be the thriller element aren't very thriller like. You know? Yeah. And there's a whole. There's a character too that was put purely in the script to rip two characters apart, and that's it. Like hmm. that was just it. Like they have no other purpose in this movie other than that. And they talk about <laughs> this person's art, but that's, I don't, and it's, it's kind of annoying because I don't normally notice stuff like that. Like yeah. you do. I felt like I was watching it through a, a Joel lens. Oh, there you go. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, why, why am I seeing this? Why am I grumpy about this right I, now? <laughs> I think honestly to me, and this might explain it somewhat, is that like with a, the satires have to take on a deeper element of purpose and in meaning and reason. Sure. If this was just a straightforward horror film, yeah. then it could be approached more offhandedly yeah. and more of just like, well, I'm just going to see this as a cinematic thing. Does it scare me? Is it freaky? But when you put it within the realm of satire, which yeah. this is very clearly trying to be, you start to notice like nuances of character and development and reasons for why people are in there or not. And whether yeah. that satire element is being done effectively mixed with the horror yeah. so it's like a mashup of two genres yeah and i've i've seen satirical horror done well mm-hmm. at times like the evil dead series in a sense 
is kind of a satire horror. So is Scream. Yeah, Scream. I yeah. mean, it's it's self-referential to the the genre of horror, yeah. but in like a playful, fun way. It kind yeah. of tears down the thresholds of what's normal, but also kind of pushes them forward, like Cabin in the Woods, another yeah, yeah, good yeah, example. Yeah. So they, there's just like, that could have been the direction this went in. And I think if they had played up to me more of the satire, if they were going stronger with that, yeah. then the horrorish elements could have been more interesting. Right. Like when you see it all start to crumble and fall apart, the satire is so strong that it's like, yeah. wow, that's crazy. But it, it's not going that direction right now. Um. So the second half is definitely better than the first half. Uh, let me give some kudos real quick. Jake Gyllenhaal, I think he does a really good job at, at in his role. I, he does a good job in most things. Um, yeah, he definitely seems like an art critic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's very good. Yeah, um, and the I I didn't appreciate the way that it ended. There's maybe one. There's one really cool visually like striking like kind of like scene like yeah, like the, it's towards the end. But I was yeah. like, wow, that's really cool actually, and yeah. a little bit frightening. There's another like scene where there's some, supposed to be something scary, and this might be the only time there is something scary. And um, you see it, and you're like, "Ooh, this is a little bit like, oh, okay." Yeah. Um, but uh, other than that, all the other stuff was like, uh, "Yeah." What? And they don't explain anything. Nothing gets explained, like why this happens, or there's theories, but it's not like. And maybe they're trying to leave it open for some sort of eventual sequel, no or way. something like that. But I, I unless don't know. John Malkovich has something to say, I haven't seen the end of the film, <laughs> so I, I don't know. I don't yeah. know where it's going at this point. Yeah. So let me rate this thing. Um, I'm gonna give it a kind of fluctuated a little bit here, but I'm gonna give it a 66. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I haven't, like I said, I don't want to give it a review because I haven't seen the whole thing. I will say it's headed <laughs> close to that direction okay. though. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Just, it, yeah. Mm, as kind of unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I get, I'm only not giving it an F because I thought Jake Gyllenhaal was great. And, um, yeah, the actually all the acting been, was good. Yeah. The acting's been good. Um, but the, there's a couple of scenes toward the end that I appreciated. Other than that, it's, I don't know, kind of a bummer. It's forgettable. Yeah. And, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, Velvet Buzzsaw. There's, I don't know why they called it Velvet Buzzsaw. So like, far, it's just because the girls' like, tattoos. Yeah. And, yeah. <laughs> there's something that happens at the end with yeah. that, but it's like, why would you name the whole movie that? I thought it was going to have to do because there, there's there's one guy that's joined this like collective art collective, and I thought it was going to tie into maybe the art collective has been a part of some like satanic rituals and is like no. created that, that, you know that's just like I thought like Velvet Buzzsaw I thought something like that would happen yeah, too it was like but the direction they were going that that's like all cultish type activity and Velvet Buzzsaw was like the first one or they should have just know. they should have just called it the case of the mysterious what I'm art saying best. sounds like <laughs> a, what I'm saying sounds like a much more interesting film. Yeah, it does. I'm just gonna say it does. It sounds way I'm more sorry, interesting because that's like a real satire there. Joel, how like, about you just go ahead and write this I'll thing? Just rewrite okay? Velvet Buzzsaw. All right, done. Yeah, there we go. Anyway, <laughs> so we'll move into the other film, which I had a chance yes. to see, and there isn't going to be too much that I actually have, unfortunately, to say about this film because sure. it's a documentary. Yeah, and um, as well with this film, it's kind of one of those films you kind of just have to see to experience for yourself. Yeah. Uh, the film we're talking about is a film called They Shall Not Grow Old. They Shall Not Grow Old. Yes, it's a documentary about World War One with never-before-seen footage to commemorate the centennial of the end of the world. Uh, when it war, not war, world. Uh, directed by Peter Jackson, stars pretty much, from my viewing Peter Jackson, there wasn't really anybody that stars. It has the voice acting of a lot of original okay. action, not voice acting, but like the narration of a lot sure. of people that were actually in World War One. And I would say... In a sense, that was probably the most interesting thing. Okay. Um, some goods and some bads. I really, I'll start with the good, was impacted 
by the visuals of this film. Yeah. A lot of times there there is some groundbreaking techniques that they used in really recutting, repurposing, reputting together the footage. Yeah. And when you see it, when you start seeing things in color in the film, you're like, wow, that's just like almost entirely different. Like yeah. it literally feels like you are seeing World War One for the first time. Wow. For what it actually must have been for the people that were there. Uh, and that was really cool. And there was definitely some moments that were just, because it's true stories mm-hmm. and it's retelling true things that happened for people that were there. And so there's there was a couple moments that it really did kind of emotionally grip me yeah, and make me feel for the people that kind of went through. And it ends on a note that it's like tinged with sadness yeah. kind of for what these people went through and the loss they suffered. And then the forgetfulness of mm-hmm. people and the, I wouldn't necessarily say negligence, but kind of their disconnect from people that are going off to these wars and then coming back and yeah. the culture just kind of treats it's like, well, that's happening over there. And it's a different era, so I also don't want to judge it and be rude because who knows? Right. Back then, they didn't have social media. They didn't have the news like we do. We had newspapers, but they didn't have a place you could go to just find the most interesting or not interesting, but the most updated information about right, right. You know, what's happening in like Iraq for us or Afghanistan or whatever. Yeah. Um, so interesting. it was gripping, though. It was touching, and the footage is in a way breathtaking. It's like, wow. The downside, the real kind of the bad of it, um, the film started out with a brief little discussion by Peter Jackson talking about hey, you know, I put this together. If you want to figure out more about the techniques and the process that we went through to put this film together at the end, you know, stay after the credits. We're going to have like a 30-minute kind of like bio about how we did the film and why. I don't know if they're doing that in every release. I think so. But um, I was like thinking that that really meant that they were going to be doing some some more of like trying to tell an actual story um, with... The, I don't know why, but that's just the way it hit me. The you way you thought it, it would be, but I thought it would that's be. not really what it is. No, really where it starts out is it starts out with kind of the original black and white footage and it, it just basically has a lot of the narrated voices of people that were in World War One, yeah, talking about specific things that they went through over the course of the war. Yeah. And it's interesting. Like, I'm not going to say that it's like there wasn't elements like how they slept in the trenches and, you know, the different impacts of being in a trench for that long and having shells drop at any given moment. It was interesting. Yeah. But it wasn't like I felt like I was going something, going somewhere with the narrative. Sure. The entire way through was just like little bits and pockets and pieces of information. And it came at you at a super fast pace. Right. There was no real pauses in the narration. It was like one person says something, another person, it's like da 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 da. And for me as well, because they were all British, it was a bit hard to even understand at times. Cause they're, Hello. Yeah, because they're older and some of them kind of mumbled a little bit. And so it was like really hard for me to understand. And I got the direction of where they were going, but it, it felt, I felt disconnected from any sense of a story. Gotcha. Um, as well as it was very repetitive at times. And that's sure. a hard thing to say, but like, they did a couple times where they did like one thing with like a smash cut where they would like have a line and then they would smash cut to a visual thing and then say a line and then smash cut to a visual thing. And it was like the same type of smash cut like six times over. Wow. You know, and it was constantly like that. Like one person, when I understood them, would say like, oh yeah, we had a really rough time wearing our boots. And then the, the side of the guy was like, yeah, when I first got my boots, I really had a challenge. And then the next guy would go, yeah, those boots, those were really bad to have those boots that I was wearing. And it would do that like- You don't think it was played for comedy? Because no. the way you're explaining it to me is like- It sounds, okay, and it kind not. of felt that way. And I'm like, okay, enough about the boots. And then <laughs> they would move on, on. boots. But they would kind of treat like everything like that. And so <laughs> I just, at a certain point, I'm like, just let the footage speak for itself. Like, give me a moment to just watch the footage. And it takes- did Frodo show up? 
I was hoping he would Dang with it. the ring. Yeah, they just uh, CG him in the background. Yeah. I was hoping that would happen. No, it took a good like 15 minutes even to actually get into the the remastered footage. Oh, the really? first 15 minutes or so it's old footage. It's just old footage and and I think it's cool cuz they probably way, do that to set the contrast right, up. Right, it, it sets up where this was at and where we're at now. And that was fine, but I didn't need 15 minutes of that. Right. You could have given me 5 minutes. And it's just this like one like 5 minute period at the beginning of the film is just like this one long shot of just soldiers walking. Right. And just for five minutes, just I'm walking as it's slowly getting whiter and whiter and whiter and whiter. And I know that sounds draining in the sounds way like I'm explaining it. like the beginning of a Tarantino movie. Yeah, but it's like, <laughs> I'm, at a certain point, I'm like, just get into it. Yeah. Show me what I, show me the footage. That's why I'm here. That's how you got me in the chair. Yeah. And tell us, like, either let the footage speak for itself or tell a story. Right. And it's so, not really as more. Yeah. So. More of a, was it kind of more of just a documentary just for just stories? Put yeah. Together? I, and maybe it's stupid of me because it's called They Shall Not Grow Old. Um, the idea, and this is where I was going with that Peter Jackson introing the thing in the last 30 minutes, you really get more of an in, insert or insider look of why Peter Jackson did it the way he did it and how yeah. it worked and the actual techniques that they used, like they don't go into super big detail. Right. It's nothing groundbreaking as far as like what they did. It just took a lot of work. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but the, the interesting part to me was to just kind of see what his perspective was on making this because when they originally approached him to do this project and gave him the footage, they basically said, we just want you to do this in a way that is new and inventive and different. Okay. And so his mindset and approach for it was, well, I just want to see what it's like in the lives of a of a soldier, like yeah. what they went through and, and how they did that. But because it was so piecemeal, because it was so many different people and dialogue yeah. and just jumping from thing to thing to thing, I never really got a sense of like, it would have been much better to me in a way to approach it, like just tell the story of one or two or three at max yeah, for soldiers. Yeah, sure going all the way through it. For you sure. know what I mean? Yeah. Because I would have then been able to connect with them and the story that they were telling. Oh, yeah, 100%. So that's kind of like all I really want to say about it. Okay. I will say, I got you. if you're a big fan of documentaries, if you're a big fan especially of war documentaries, it's worth checking out. That's cool. It's interesting visually, especially when they start getting to the visual um, colored and remastered footage. It's really cool. There's yeah. some wonky shots a little bit at times. You can kind of see like, okay, like that color didn't quite match up right. And right. like it doesn't fit with the motion and and stuff like that. But for the most part, you really do get a really cool sense cool. Of, of World War One in, nice. in a different way. So uh, I'm going to rate this one. I'm actually going to give it a B minus. I'm going to okay. give it an 80. I gotcha. Um, but yeah. So cool, man. I think that's all I'm going to say. I know. Yeah, awesome. When I, when I think of... The they shall not grow. I just picture Sam Elliott saying it. <laughs> they shall not. They, sh- they shall not grow yeah. old. Okay, there you go. They shall not I can't grow. even do it right. Yeah, I'm I mean, Sam a, Elliott tombstone. A good narrator would have been all I needed, right, for it. So, but uh, I'm glad they did it. It's yeah, fun. It's awesome. It's a cool film. I so, like that. Uh, we're gonna go ahead and wrap things up then on Rappity the podcast. Dappity. Reminder: some ways to get connected. Realreviewmedia.com is our website. We also have our Facebook, which is facebook.com/slash/realreviewmedia. I definitely encourage you to check us out on Facebook. Like us, add us, follow us. We got stuff we're constantly putting out, like new trailer for Avengers, which yeah. I was super stoked about because I didn't actually see it during the Super Bowl, and then I went to watch it. And it was like ten seconds. I was like, "What is this?" No, <laughs> no, it was longer than ten seconds, but they're I definitely know. keeping it close to the vest. Oh, they are. You yeah. know that the cut for right now, the Avengers, it comes out in like two and a half months, and it's still three hours long. I'm fine with that. Just make me it three too. Hours. Three hours all yeah. day long. Bring I want to see it back to back. Oh my sakes, gosh! Anyway, check us out Facebook. We're posting stuff like that. Uh, additionally, we have our Twitter and our Instagram, which are both at Real Roof Media. 100%. We have our YouTube, which is where 
you can see these vidcasts, youtube.com slash the real review. And then last but not least, send us an email, send us your thoughts, perspective. If you saw Velvet Buzzsaw, if you had opinions and perspectives of your Velvet your intellectual breakdown of the film, <laughs> send us an email, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Do it. Anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right. Well, then it's been real. It's been real. <laughs>